Hello everyone and welcome back to the Beyond Crime podcast. We hope you're all well. Today we are discussing moving to university, so we hope this will be helpful. Firstly, what to pack. My main piece of advice is to think realistically and only take what you absolutely need to. There are so many things I've taken to uni then realise there is no need or room for them, which leads me on to my first point. Check what storage your flat or room will have. Then I recommend planning around that otherwise you won't have anywhere to put anything. Next, find out what your flat already comes with. Some flats come with irons, ironing boards and vacuums and I know you're wondering who was thinking of taking an iron anyway but this is an important step because if not you may end up without a toaster if you presumed your flat would come with one. Some flats won't come with a kettle or toaster so it may be worth speaking to your flatmates first before you go out to buy one someone else might have them or you might all put some money in to buy them together once you have sorry once you know what storage you will have and what comes with your flat you can start to think about what you use on a daily weekly and monthly basis the easiest way to do this is to write out a list throughout the mentioned time periods so one day write down what you use in a typical day such as a toothbrush and clothes etc and do the same for your weekly and monthly routines Then, you'll need to find out what you have or what you can take and what you will need to get, such as toothpaste if you can't rob your families. So, I tried to write two separate lists, one for what you will be taking and another for what you need to get. You may have just written clothes, so now you need to go through your clothes and decide what to take with you. Again, think back to the start of this episode where we discussed what storage you'll have. Can you really take all five coats? or will one or two be fine? Some students take clothes fitting to a particular season at a time. For example, they will take all their winter clothes and leave their summer clothes at home and then do a trip to swap them over April, for example. The one tip I have for clothes is to take something warm as the heaters in your room will often have a time limit and go off in the middle of the night so you wake up freezing cold. Also, you may want to do some research on the laundry facilities at your accommodation Circuit laundry seems to be the most popular service and can be quite expensive. So if you have loads of multicolour clothes that will all have to go in different washes, it may be worth thinking about that before you decide to take your rainbow hoodie. Next, I'll list a few essential items that you don't realise you'll need or you've forgotten about. Firstly, a speaker. It's essential for flat parties and will always come in handy. Next, some people take first aid kits. Maybe you'll need a few plasters for your brand new shoes or for the cut you received from falling over in Freshers' Week. Next, I highly recommend a card holder, maybe a phone case that can store some cards and a small secure bag for those nights out when you don't have pockets and don't want to be walking around with a backpack. Also, most clubs and bars won't let you in with one. Next is sliders. Uni flats may not be the cleanest at all times and who can be bothered putting their trainers on every time they go in the kitchen? Finally, coffee. For those 9am lectures where you haven't been to bed the night before and you've come pretty much straight from the club. Linking on with that, a reusable coffee cup and water bottle is essential. You'll save a fortune for not buying bottled water and you can get money off your coffees if you take your own cup as well. And lastly, remember your chargers. And also remember to use them. You don't have to run out of charge as you're ordering your Just Eat delivery or Uber to the club. 
And that's all from me for now. And so I'll pass on to Erica to talk you through traveling. Hi everyone. So for this part of the podcast, I will try to provide some guidance in terms of transport around the city and how to get to Birmingham if you're coming from other cities in the UK or abroad. Uh, so let's start with trains. Uh, there are three city centre rail stations providing fast and frequent connections to both local and national destinations. Uh, so we have Birmingham New Street Station, which is at the hub of the national rail network with fast and frequent services to London Euston Station and many other major towns and cities across the UK. Uh, services to other stations in London are served by Birmingham Moor Street, which is next to the Bull Ring and Birmingham Snow Hill in Colmore Business District. Uh, all three stations are well served by bus and also with parking facilities. Uh, we also have the Birmingham International Station, which sits right alongside Birmingham Airport and the National Exhibition Centre. Um, it provides a 10 minute direct link to city centre for eight passengers, so it's very convenient if you're flying to Birmingham. Uh, if you're coming from other cities in the UK and do not have a car, I will highly suggest you to get a train uh, as each station is quite close to the student district uh, so you, su- you shouldn't struggle too much to get to your accommodation especially if you're carrying luggages um, and bags etc etc. So if you're flying to Birmingham, uh, Birmingham airport as I said is just 10 minutes away from the city centre and from the airport you can get a train from Birmingham International Station. Uh, which will stop you at New Street Station. And then from here, you can either grab an Uber or walk to your accommodation, considering how close places are. Uh, bear in mind, however, that not all the airline companies fly to Birmingham, so it's always good to check when planning your journey. For example, when I moved from Italy to Birmingham, I had to get a flight from Milan to London and then from London Gatwick, work my way to Birmingham. In this case, I had to grab a train from Gatwick uh, to get to London Victoria and then from London Victoria going to London Euston and then getting a train from London Euston to Birmingham New Street. Uh, it sounds a bit complicated and a bit draining, I know, but I promise it's not as hard as it seems. Um, and if you find yourself in this situation, please feel free to send me an email at erika, E-R-I-K-A, dot grieco, G-R-I-E-C-O, at mail dot B-C-U dot ac.uk. I hope this quick overview has given you a little bit more confidence in terms of how to get to the city. Uh, as soon as you get here, you, realize, you will realise how actually easy it is to walk around. And if you live in city centre, most of the times, you will not need to get a bus to get to places. Um, however, if you do need to, there are a lot of apps you can download on your phone uh, to keep track of bus lines and stops as well as times of leaving and arrival. Um, one of these apps that I personally use is, for example, Move It. Uh, you can, it it's a national, well, it's actually an international app. So once you download it, you can change the city on your phone and then that will give you information about any kind of uh, bus uh, line um, in the city you're looking for. And um, thanks for listening to this part of the podcast. This is everything for me now. Um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'm sure you will. And I'll pass you on to my colleagues. Okay, so on to accommodation at university. So accommodation halls are a really good way to make friends, so I recommend them. And this segment of the podcast is going to be focused on if you do decide to live in student halls and kind of like what to look for or what to expect and just some sort of general advice.
So first things first, let's talk about what you want to look for in accommodation. So this isn't Birmingham specific, although obviously the advice can be applied here, but this is fairly generic advice that could realistically be applied to most uni halls. So do you have a car that you will definitely use? Because if you're staying in the city centre where all of your classes are a short walk away and there's decent shops nearby or adequate public transport, then a car park does not need to be on your list. But if it is important for you to have a car, then make sure you look into these options. So see if there's car parking available at your accommodation and ask whether you have to pay extra for it because they might not tell you that straight up. Also, check to see if there will be a space immediately for your car or if there's a waiting list, because if there is, you could always look and see if there are any public car parks nearby and look at the price of those. But it is always nicer to have your car close by. So check that out before booking your accommodation. So the next thing to consider is if you don't have a car, how close are your classes to the accommodation? So typically accommodation providers will have thought of this because of the nature of their accommodation being for students. But it is worth checking out whether you're going to need a bus pass or if it's fine to walk, especially if your uni has multiple campuses. So definitely check your accommodation is in the right area for your campus. So then you're going to want to decide what type of accommodation you're going for. So do you want a shared bathroom or an ensuite or a shared kitchen or a studio? So this is just personal preference and it doesn't really matter which one you pick. But make sure you check which one is before you book the accommodation, because chances are you're not going to be allowed to change it later. So just basically make sure you know all the details of your accommodation. So social spaces. So this one is definitely different for every accommodation. But the existence of common areas for everyone in the accommodation to use are a really good way of meeting people that don't live in your flat, but that are still nearby. So not every accommodation has them, but I'd say they're definitely a bonus, especially when in COVID, because it was probably harder to meet people when you weren't allowed in their flats. But these spaces were still available. So it was a really good like chance to meet people while still following the guidelines and staying a safe distance. So if your accommodation that you're looking at offers them, I defo like hold it in high regard because they're a lot more important than you may think. So once you've picked your accommodation, when you first arrive in your chosen accommodation, I'd say first things first, make your bed and put stuff on the walls before you put clothes away or put stuff in the kitchen because it will make you feel a lot more at home and a lot more relaxed in your own space. And if you're allowed, I'd also recommend propping your door open while you unpack because chances are someone else is moving in at the same time or they're already there. So it's a great opportunity to start making friends with them early on. And in terms of making friends, the experience was quite different for me because of COVID, but I was really, really lucky and got on really well with my flatmates. But if you can, and this is what I did, try and get in WhatsApp groups or FaceApp groups for your accommodation, just so you can try and find your flatmates or your neighbours or really just anyone in your building. So you can start the process of getting to know the people you'll be living around before you even got to uni, because that can make the move feel a lot less daunting if you know roughly who's going to be in the same area as you and if you know who they are already. So the last one, it seems basic, but it's important. So make sure that whatever accommodation you end up picking, you read your contract. So many people don't read them and then they bring things that aren't allowed. So for my accommodation in some, and also in some other uni accommodations, they don't allow plug-in fairy lights or candles or like certain soft furniture because they're fire risks. So unless you want to risk it being confiscated and you get in a breach of license, then just read the contract and don't bring anything that isn't allowed because chances are if it's not allowed then it's not essential and you won't miss it if you don't bring it so that's it for me on accommodation i'm just throwing this out to my other host do any of you have any advice or like stories from when you first moved to uni i'll come in there if that's okay so hi everyone it's leah again 
my advice is to be realistic about what you want and what you need and what is necessary for you to pay for. So, for example, I really wanted an accommodation with the gym. And quite often you will pay extra for those types of accommodation that do have gyms included. Um, however, you need to think realistically about whether you're actually going to use that gym because the answer for me was absolutely not. So I could have possibly saved some money if I decided that I didn't need a gym in the first place. However, if you will use the gym, then it may be worth looking at accommodations that do include a gym because that might be cheaper for you than having to get a contract with a private, private provider. Sorry. Next, I'd always make sure you look at your accommodation and whether they do free events. For example, the one I stayed in in my first year, they did free yoga classes with a professional instructor and they also did free massages, which I really, really enjoyed. And my final piece of advice is always find out what is near to you in terms of shops. So shops that you can only not only afford, but that also suit your food tastes and your dietary requirements. For example, there are loads of different shops. Some obviously are more cheaper, like Aldi and Lidl, but they may not have all the foods for you that you need to eat on your diet. So I'd always make sure you find out exactly where they are, whether they're really long distance and whether you might have to get taxis there, or whether they're in, within walking distance and whether as well you can afford them. So that's really all from me. That's all my advice. And I'll pass on to everyone else. So thank you very much, Leah. I'll jump in there if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Hello, everyone. It's Caitlin again. And my advice with accommodation would be to utilise your university's website. Talk to people that have already been to university. So, for example, I spoke to my older cousin and my friends in the year above. But go into your accommodation with an open mind. Everyone's experience is different and that doesn't make it wrong. But I wouldn't set a high expectation because your experience could be completely different. I personally chose Bagot Street when I went to Birmingham, which is actually no longer a VCU accommodation. But I chose it because it was close to Aldi. And for me, I wanted a cheap supermarket. Uh, the pharmacies and the shops, it had a gym. Uh, en suite double bed and the rooms were about six to eight people which is kind of the size of the flat that I wanted when my parents dropped me off at my accommodation I cried the majority of people do you are alone it is a bit of a scary time but just remember everyone is a phone call away uh, everyone is in the same position as you to so try and go out of your room and into those communal spaces socialize talk to your neighbors You'll probably find somebody like I did back from home, which was just really scary because I thought where I was from, nobody would go to Birmingham. But also, don't worry. If you don't get on with anyone in, in your flat, you can change your rooms if you ask at reception. But it's more than likely you will make friends at university or in a society or in your classes. So don't worry if you don't get on with your flatmates, even your neighbours. I now live with one of my neighbours this year. But that's all from me. So thank you for listening. And I'll now pass you on to Erica. Thank you, Caitlin. Yeah, this is Erica. I definitely agree with everything that has been mentioned so far from my colleagues. Uh, based on my experience, because I moved to Birmingham from Italy, I can definitely tell you that if you're moving from abroad, it, it's going to be quite confusing uh, just to get used to everything. And uh, I mean, there are some things that you will need to be explained because you just don't know about and some of the things for me were for example for the laundry so you have an app for the laundry and um it can be quite tricky at the beginning just to understand how it works but i'm pretty sure everyone is gonna happy would be happy to help i remember a student from a second year uh, explaining to me how the thing was going i was just like 
an app for the laundry like what is this uh but yeah it, it it's i mean it's fun it's all a process of like you know learning and uh being a first year student which is actually quite fun um we also you also have yeah the wi-fi so for the wi-fi is of course included in terms of uh paying uh for the rent and everything uh, you do have an app for that as well. It's a website in which you can register. This, of course, depends, but you can register up to five devices or four or five devices. So always double check in case you need specific requirement um, and, you know, you've got more than those five devices. Um, something else I would mention is the TV license. Uh, in, unless you, you don't need a TV, but if you do need a TV, of course, you will have to pay for the TV license. Um, and then, yeah, one last piece of advice is definitely to make sure that the accommodation, uh, as I already said, is close to your campus, so you don't have to spend much time commuting. Uh, make sure the, the, the accommodation is also close to GP, um, as in case you need prescriptions, you will need to be registered to see uh, to GP. And and then, yeah, of course, always, always read the emails about the sort of documentation you need when you get to the accommodation, because I didn't, I didn't read anything. And when I got to my accommodation, I realized I needed a picture, like, a, you know, a passport picture that I didn't have. So I ended up taking that picture out of my identity document. And yeah, it was not the best idea. But um but yeah, that that's everything for me. Uh, it's gonna be confusing. It's gonna be scary, but you get used to it in no time, and you're not as as Caitlin said, you're not alone. There's loads of people in your same position, and they're all willing to help. Uh, so absolutely no pressure. Um, we've reached now the end of this section. Uh, I will now pass you on to Caitlin, which will talk about uh, university campuses as a focus of the second section of this podcast. Hello everyone, it's Caitlin, back to talk to you about campus and navigating your way around. Before you go to your university, I highly recommend visiting the campus if you can, regardless of COVID anyway, to ensure you get a feel for the facilities, the staff and what you would really like out of that university and your experience. For example, if you're a science student, research the lab facilities and the staff team, similar for art or ICT for online accessibility. It is so crucial to maximise your university experience. You have everything you want out of that campus because ultimately that's going to be where you're spending your time. From my personal experience, when you arrive on campus, make sure you ask for a map. BCU have an admin team who can give you out a printed map. I got lost a few times in my first few weeks. I think everyone does. The size of the campus can be really daunting in comparison to your secondary school. The Curzon building, for example, at BCU has an A and B section. And for weeks, I didn't know that if the rooms were 81 plus, so 481, 381, you're in Curzon B. So I kept getting in the wrong lifts, going into the wrong section. So definitely allow enough time to get to your lectures because everyone does it. Don't worry. BCU has a lot of entertainment spaces, big lecture halls, the Eagle and Bull pub, cafes, study spaces. So make sure what you want is there before you visit that university. You can find out all of this information on the university's website. For example, I've used those entertainment spaces for the Criminology Society, chatting with friends, doing research and reading. It's always open. Just make sure you get a space. 
VCU also has facilities for individual needs, such as rooms for worship or gender-neutral toilets. But don't be afraid to ask for help if you're lost around campus or cannot get the specific access to facilities you need. If you're less physically abled, please research before coming to that university, but please don't be afraid to ask for help. There are lots of ramps, lifts, wider doorways to ensure you can enjoy campus and navigate your way around too and have the same experience as everyone. BCU is an all-inclusive space, offering different opportunities to everyone through the society and teaching and nobody should be left out. The library is often at the heart of this, obviously where you do the most of your reading, the research, where you can write. People stay there till like 10 o'clock at night. There is a space to rent a laptop, so if you don't have one, don't worry. Uh, You can print out your work, you get printing credit, which goes online, and you can access the majority of the reading materials you may need. You can do all of this at BCU through the iCity app. You go to BCU links, then library. If you have any doubts, please email or ask the staff for help because, again, I had we have a few different apps at BCU. So you have Moodle, which is where all your university work is on. You have iBCU, which gives you your timetable. But then you have iCity that has all these different links plus your timetable. Uh, so I didn't know what I was doing. Just email the staff. They'll definitely help you. If you have any questions about navigating around campus and the facilities, I'm sure staff would be happy to answer them. I personally have worked around campus because I work for the university and I've loved it and you definitely soon learn how to land on your feet. Everyone is in the same position so don't be afraid to ask for help when you go in. There's always people on the doors. You can't get in and out without a pass so you will always be safe. Campus is sort of the heart of your experiences and hopefully with COVID fading out soon you'll be able to utilise the facilities that you're ultimately paying for. BCU staff and students do love the facilities and the campus there and they're not too far away from town and shops and transport links if you need all of these things to get to uni and back and also my accommodation in both years has not been more than a 10 minute walk away so it's really safe it's street lit there's lots of things if you need help it is right there but definitely if you're thinking about going to university start by looking at the 360 virtual tours and the things online um then email that university, they're open to questions, visit the virtual open days and hopefully soon the in-person open days to get a feel for those facilities. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast on moving to university and transport, accommodation, what you should pack and campus. Next week we have criminological theory with Liam Miles so please join us for that. Thank you very much for listening and if you have any questions please let us know but don't worry everyone is feeling the same. Moving to university is a big step but you will be fine.